Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here on Cannabis Radio and all over the airwaves and digital platforms, wherever you find us. Thanks for tuning in, sharing, downloading, and listening to some informative topics, specifically around cannabis, like psychedelics, wellness, supplements, better living as a whole. And so I'm really excited about today because we talk a lot about cannabis, we talk about a lot of products, but you know, I, I want to go back to the history. My background's in anthropology. I, I, I'm a naturopathic doctor, as you know, the traditional medicine. I love all sorts of, you know, formulations. And, you know, we, I've done a lot of lecturing around the country on cannabis and the history of cannabis. And we go back to where, you know, it started thousands of years, 6,000 years ago. You can find it in traditional Chinese medicine. You can find it in Ayurvedic medicine. You know, these are things that are not new. So it's really nice to say, okay, well, how are things being utilized then? What is the understanding of herbal medicine and plant medicine from those perspectives? I I was fortunate enough in school to get a chance to get introduced to some of that. I got trained in acupuncture. You know, I passed my acupuncture boards. I've had some really great experience. I call it my tool belt. Now, I may have some skills with my acupuncture needles, but I am far from a, a, a pro acupuncturist. I say that very, you know, humbly because I respect those that practice every day and who, you know, master their trade in that regard. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. We're going to talk about acupuncture, other med- you know, traditional therapies and traditional herbs. And of course, we'll jump into some CBD hemp and talk as well. And we're going to do that with my guest, Kevin Menard, CEO, founder of Dragon Hemp, acupuncturist out of New York, Sag Harbor. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's wonderful to have you on the show. Doc Rob, thanks for having me, man. I'm really happy to be here. Now, it's great. And, and I read in your bio, the background, again, as an acupuncturist, uh, doing you know, Chinese herbal medicine, that's awesome. And you know, one of the things I was reading, that I just want to jump in right off the bat, because I said I have some training in acupuncturists, but again, I don't you know, do it every day. And so, again, I, I defer and I refer all the time to you know, practitioners like yourself. And I just remember studying it in school, and there's so many different perspectives. And I mean that in a good way. So what we, what, how they were practicing medicine thousands of years ago is definitely not the way we practice medicine today. And we learn from things, and we integrate things. So I know we're going to talk about cannabis, but one of the things I want to just mention, have you ever heard of TAN protocol, Dr. Richard TAN? Um, no, I can't say I have. I want to bring this up only because I know you've studied different types of therapies and, 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 and acupuncture is not just sticking needles into the skin. There's so much art and finesse. And so TAN protocol was one of those things I learned about. I met Dr. TAN many years ago in San Diego and he talked, showed me that the body is a mirror or map. So like the hand is like the head and the foot is like the head and all these really cool things. And the reason why I say that is there's so many different perspectives. What, got you excited into acupuncture what brought you first down that road and then we'll dive into and then of course i know you do a lot of focus on sports medicine so what kind of take us into how you got into acupuncture and then some of your focuses in your career if you don't mind okay not at all um oh yeah when you're referring to dr tang like tang acupuncture like all these kind of like distal points that affect different points yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah tang, tang. i am from i am familiar and i've heard amazing things with that Love right yeah. and um it's actually as you say, there are a lot of different protocols uh, within acupuncture, and that that's actually one of the next ones I want to study because I hear it's very kind of like um, concise, targeted, and like super effective. So yeah, I've actually heard great things about that. So a background on me, I grew up in Louisiana, and you know, by saying that, kind of open to more alternative medicine. I grew up kind of in the Cajun country down there, and um i was uh through the years practiced different forms of martial arts and 
Um, you know, in moving to New York City in 87, I kind of like would find my path of, you know, trying to figure out my way, studied Buddhism and yoga and like all these different things, right? It was open. And, um, and I like working out. I like training. I uh, went through a phase where I had a really, I used to work in media before I'm an acupuncturist and, you know, very stressful. Um, I was also doing like a lot of triath triathlon training, exercising, doing all that. And um, back then, whenever I would injure myself, um, I really didn't want to go like a Western med doctor. I, I didn't want to get pharmaceuticals. I'm like, if something's wrong, something's wrong. I don't want to cover it up. I want to figure out what it is. In the old days, I used to go to an osteopath, um, sometimes chiro chiropractors. And, um, but about in the late 90s, I was um, very curious about acupuncture. Um, you know, like most people, I wasn't too crazy about the needle part of it. But I was really interested in the kind of Buddhism, Chinese medicine theory, kind of all that stuff that kind of tied into martial arts. Anyway, I injured my shoulder. I found this um, acupuncturist in the city. And the first, my first treatment, it had a profound effect on me um, because I could feel the energy just coursing through, like connecting to the needles that they put in, right? Whenever they would needle uh, tight muscles, I'd feel those kind of like twitches, the muscles letting go. But then you just felt like, you know, for me, it confirmed that we're electric bodies, right? Down the road, I learned that that was chi, that was moving through the body. But back then, I didn't really know what it was. So I would find any excuse to get acupuncture. Um, I felt amazing after I had it. It felt like a supernova would just open up in my chest. Um, and it really addressed all the pain conditions that I had, right? Um, and over the years, I, I was lucky to be um, introduced to this amazing practitioner. His name was Abdi Asadi. And he, during the sessions, he would introduce me to Chinese medicine theory, yin and yang and chi and like all this kind of metaphysical stuff. And I just found it fascinating, you know, and it just made sense to me. Right. And um, so over the years, I developed a, um, a Rolodex of different acupuncturists in the city. I had like a one person for back pain, one person for energy, one person for this. And then if any of my friends would or colleagues at work would be in pain or injured themselves, I'd be like, you got to see an acupuncturist. Here's this guy here. I mean, I became a huge advocate. And then in uh, 2009, um, when kind of the economic meltdown happened, I was burning out what I was doing. I had a, a really great, fun job. I was heading up this uh, sales for this uh, digital music company and everything was kind of crashing and burning. My position ended. I was kind of burnt out, but I really enjoyed what I was doing. But it gave me an opportunity, kind of like I could keep doing what I'm doing or I could do something different. And I really felt a pull towards more the health and wellness space. And I was like, you know what? I think I, I want to pursue this. And I was like, the only I want to work in health and uh, wellness. Um, and what I believe in the most is acupuncture. And so went to open houses, talked to my acupuncturist, did a lot of soul searching, went down to Peru and a 10 day, you know, like kind of this whole kind of soul's journey trying to make, because it was a huge change, right? Oh, yeah. And I was like, going to have to, I've been in business and sales my whole life. And then I was going to go to graduate school to study Chinese medicine theory, <laughs> right? And yeah. so um, I decided to do it. And while I was in school, I went to this college in New York called Tri-State. And the beauty of Tri-State is they start you needling right away. They're, it's all about application. And they would have these quote unquote master practitioners that would come and um, do grand rounds and do lectures. 
So I got to meet all these amazingly skilled practitioners in New York and around the country. And while I was um, in school, I would go to their clinics to see how they treated. Because as you said, there were like tons of different ways to treat. Everyone has, there's, there's TCM, tra uh, traditional Chinese medicine, there's Japanese meridian therapy, there's five element, there's Dr. Tung, there's like all this different stuff. And at our school, you were introduced to a lot of different forms. And then you would kind of decide what resonated with you the most, right? Um, and everyone kind of has, it's, it's interesting how, it's kind of like Hogwarts. You kind of gravitate to a certain kind of like style or school that. or whatever. Yes. And so my kind of calling was more towards TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. And I met some of my um, instructors who became mentors came from this old school side of, um, of uh, Chinese medicine where they were uh, martial artists first, and then they became acupuncturists and herbalists and then like teachers. And, you know, um, so I, they had these great clinics in downtown New York and I would uh, go in and they would do like all the old school stuff, kneeling and cupping, electric stem and moxa, moxa and bleeding yep. and all this crazy stuff. And it was super effective. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And so I interned with a couple for a while. And when I graduated, I, you know, because I went into the medicine without a lot of um, sort of body work as a background, right? I wasn't a massage therapist or a trainer or a PT. I wanted to make sure that I really learned the body really, really well, right? And the muscles, the tissue, everything. So then I did the advanced training in sports medicine acupuncture. And so I did that for a year up in uh, Boston. Uh, Northeast, Northeastern College of Acupuncture and um, School of Acupuncture and um, did that for a year and that took my kind of treatments to a whole nother level, right? That's awesome. And, yeah, so that's kind of my background, how I got into it. No, that, that, I appreciate you sharing that because that's what I wanted people to understand is that, you know, a lot of people go through this on their own personal journey. That's how I became a healer. That's how I went through my course. Even though I became a doctor, I went to culinary school afterwards. and I was like, what are you doing? But that connected those dots for me. And like, I love the Hogwarts analogy because even in school, some people went to physical medicine. Some people went to homeopathy. Some people went to this and that. I mean, you got to find what resonates with you. And then also, like I said, within the practice, when you first went to acupuncture for your own purpose, that treatment was personalized to you as well. And so I, I love that. That's where I wanted to discuss because Concierge to Better Living for me and my first company was personal health design, was all about the individual, uh, the different perspectives, but also, as you said, knowing that you have a variety of options, that tool belt you know, of different therapies and techniques and options, but it really comes to that artist, that practitioner of when to use this brush or that paint or this needle, and I love that explanation. That's why I really wanted to start today. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more about how that's led into your current practice and what we're working on now and obviously some more things that are exciting to talk about. So don't worry. We have a quick break to get some sponsors to pay some minutes. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Rob, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. And we are back and uh, enjoying this wonderful conversation with Kevin Menard, acupuncturist, founder of Dragon Hemp and out of uh, New York. And, you know, we were talking about 
traditional Chinese medicine. And I love that you mentioned moxa and cupping. That's what I, I said. I'm not a day-to-day acupuncturist, but I'm so grateful to know those things, have experienced them, th- those things. And like you, I have a lot of people asking me what to do. And so I know to refer them to this, I have my Rolodex of practitioners and experts in different parts of the country. And that's been my service. And I think that's awesome. And the same thing happens when people got into cannabis, people saying, well, what do I do? You know, like we're learning new perspectives. First of all, we open minds that this is not a dangerous plant. But what I want to circle this into is that traditional Chinese medicine, there have been many herbal formulas and, you know, great success using plants as part of their medicine, as part of the protocol. Obviously, cannabis in different forms were used in traditional Chinese medicine uh, in some ways. And now you have this resurgence. And, you know, I always say cannabis is a gateway herb, not a gateway drug, but a gateway so that people can learn more about the power of plants and herbs and ethno, you know, properties, mushrooms, etc., fungi. So, I mean, this has been opening up. And now you've taken this background in traditional Chinese medicine, and now we have this modern society. So how is that incorporated into what you do now as far as, you know, obviously, you know, Chinese herbs and cannabis? Okay. Well, it was really interesting because kind of like what you said, um, you know, Chinese Chinese herbs are super effective. And, um, and I always kind of joke with patients. I'm like, but, you know, the compliance is so low, right? Because if you've ever taken Chinese herbs – the, most, the best way to take it, the most effective is in a decoction and a tea where they cook the herbs down. And for those that have done that, they know the herbs, they taste like crap. They stink. Yep. They're like yellow. They're brown. I mean, it's just disgusting, right? But if you take it, they're super effective. They, they address so many different conditions. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of herbs. I like to recommend herbs. But in my practice... Um, None of my patients would take them because they're they're not for you know for American mainstream. They're just kind of like not that great. So it was um it was a challenge, and so I really focused over the years more in topicals. I do a lot of different trauma liniments based in martial arts. I uh, did the Jiao formulas and stuff, and I love working with herbs, right? And so um, CBD popped on my radar in about 2017. And I was, you know, reading about it. Of course, I was um, um, tracking what's happening with uh, CBD. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, cannabis medicine for, you know, medicinal purposes, medical marijuana, all that kind of stuff. Wasn't giving, you know, focusing too much on it. But when CBD started popping up, I was curious about it. And what I liked about it was that there was this burgeoning research on it, right? And how they discovered that humans and most mammals have an endocannabinoid system. And that um, CBD through the CB1, CB2 receptors, how it lowered inflammation. They were doing these studies, not in the U.S., mostly in Israel. Um, and that the um, what was fascinating for me was, yes, I knew that inflammation existed in tissue, like in joints and your muscles and bones and all that. What I didn't know was that your central nervous system could be inflamed, right? And the most common symptoms of an inflamed central nervous system are anxiety, insomnia, PTSD, um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. So many conditions that were rare 150 years ago are now commonplace, right? It's like our bodies are just inundated by Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, poor diets, working too much, digital devices, right? So we have all these different symptoms. And the fact that CBD, 
could be a way to address all those things, right? Was I found fascinating because oh, yeah. there, there is Chinese art has been used for 3000 years anecdotally. I mean, they've done a lot of research on it, not as much as like on pharmaceuticals because the money's just not there, but they have been used effectively for a long time. That research doesn't exist for herbs like it does for cannabis and CBD. So to get the buy-in from Americans, from like mainstream, every CBD was white hot. Everyone was talking about it. People were willing to try. And I introduced CBD into my practice. I was working with this one uh, company from the West Coast in 2018. I was kind of, I was trying uh, their um, uh, tinctures, paste uh, capsules, and these different bombs. Getting really great feedback. You know, it was like really effective on a lot of different things. And so it dawned on me, I was like, you know, CBD works really well. What if I, you know, blended it with select Chinese herbs to optimize what CBD does well already, right? So, and what I set out to do was to address the conditions that I see mostly in my clinic, which are muscular pain, anxiety, sleep issues. I like to train and work out as do most of my patients. So I also kind of wanted a performance enhancement uh, angle to it as well. So I wanted to create formulas using select Chinese herbs, say for like pain and inflammation, that are the primary herbs for that blended with, um, with um, CBD hemp. And what was interesting, you mentioned it earlier that, you know, 1800 years ago, they were like using cannabis as a Chinese herb. All that was scrubbed. When I was in school, it was really interesting. Um, you know, Chinese medicine is a really interesting thing when it comes to herbs, because if you look at a plant, right, every piece of the plant has a different name and has a different action and different health benefit and all these different things. You got the root, you got the stalk, you got the flowers, the seeds, the leaves, all that stuff, right? But the only piece that was recorded now regarding cannabis were the seeds, which were said to kind of like um, uh, moisturize the, uh, your intestines, right? right. Kind of, and, um, and I was like, but yet there's all this plant medicine we're seeing about what it does, right? But there's no recording. So then I started doing the research on cannabis as recorded from like, you know, 1800 years ago. And it was really interesting to your, as you said earlier, there's actually a lot of research. Um, you know, one of the books I used, it's called um, The First Recorded Materia Medica for Herbs. It was called the Divine Formulas Classic of Materia Medica. And they do um, have cannabis in there, right? They talk about the actions, the benefits. And, you know, they talk about, it's like dispersed chi, cold chi. That means reduce inflammation. So 1800 years ago, they were saying that cannabis and CBD reduces inflammation, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's really amazing. And so it was blended with, it's also, um, it's a tonifying herb. It actually affects all the, like, the five major organs, you know, your liver, heart, lungs, kidney, spleen. So it's a tonifying herb. It's a very important herb. In fact, cannabis was one of the 50 original fundamental herbs recorded way back when because it was so powerful. It lost favor, favor and it was scrubbed from the books because of the uh, British opium wars. It just kind of went away, right? And so all of a sudden, it's kind of making a comeback. People are translating all the old texts. They're looking for it to see if it's in the formula. So it's really interesting what's coming back. So kind of what I set out to do was to blend CBD to kind of like, you know, herbs, when you mix in a formula, they work synergistically together, right? And so, you know, CBD works. CBD is a messenger herb. It kind of brings herbs to different parts. It actually 
say like he'll bring the herbs that it's compounded with to specific um, areas of the body or specific organs, right? So, um, so I've been experimenting with it and we have it in uh, different formulas for pain and inflammation, for sleep, which we know. Um, and, um, and then, um, yeah, so that's kind of the background of how I got into it. And then, of course, you took your sports medicine background and sports focus and have products for recovery and, you know, those type of things and performance in that regard. And I love that because we've seen a lot of athletes, even back in the even UFC fighters and, like I said, mixed martial artists recognizing the, the benefits of CBD for their recovery, for everything from physical recovery as well as, I'm sure, mental recovery. You know, and there's a lot of, you know, effect there as well, calming the nervous system down, you, you know, getting amped up and all that. So I mean, it's cool that you kind of incorporated that into your, you know, your, your formulations as well, uh, focusing on that sports factor, definitely. Yeah, it's super effective and kind of like, you know, it's kind of like I wanted like CBD to be kind of the Trojan horse in a way that brings the Chinese herbs in because yeah. kind of what I'm setting out to do is mainstreaming Chinese herbs. Whenever I speak about the Chinese herbs in my formulations, I don't use their Chinese names. I use the American names so people kind of relate. You know, uh, a very like one of the top Chinese herbs for pain, reducing inflammation is uh, turmeric, right? Mm -hmm. Zhang Wang, right? So that's in my formulations. Also use this uh, one Chinese herb, Cordalis, which is known as the uh, Yanghu Suo, which is the... Um, Consider the morphine of Chinese herbs, right? Super great uh, pain. Also, frankincense, a lot of people are familiar with. Myrrh, a lot of people are familiar with. All these herbs are really great at reducing pain. So you have like, if you think about it, and I know, you know, a lot of your listeners are probably familiar with the endocannabinoid system. CBD works with those receptors to reduce the inflammation. The Chinese herbs that I'm using help to um, disperse qi and blood stagnation. So it helps move blood out of an area. So you have CBD reducing inflammation via the endocannabinoid system. And then you have the Chinese herbs reducing pain by moving blood and moving inflammation that way and decreasing bruising and all that and reducing heat and everything like that. So it's kind of like it's coming at the pain and inflammation from, uh, from multiple angles. I, I think that's important. And I think even when I was teaching many years ago about CBD to doctors, trying to ensure, help them how to utilize the, 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 you know, this compound in their practice, you know, multiple approach effect was always the best, especially for pain. So I said, oh, take an uh, ingestible, you know, a tincture, whatever it is, some, some fast-acting relief, but also use a topical to hit it from a two-pronged approach. Now add in these powerful herbs, you know, Chinese herbs that have other uh, attributes and actions. These are it, – it, Obviously, the proof is in the pudding. It's working. So that's really awesome. Thank you for that clarification, you know, how, to, how you did that. And, and I like that you're using the American Herbs name because, again, mainstream needs it to be very common and familiar. Um, we're going to take one more break. I'm going to come back for our last section here. We have Kevin, Kevin Menard, uh, Dragon Herbs out of New York, acupuncturist. Really great conversation. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this brief message. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. All right, all right, all right. As another show winds down, this last segment, I'm, again, enjoying this conversation as always. And thank you, uh, Kevin Menard from Dragon Herbs, for being, you know, a great guest, but also really educating our listeners about, you know, what, you know where your background is and in Chinese herbs and their benefits. And you continue to do that. I went and took a look at your website, um, you know, the Dragon Herbs site, um, and, um, you know, you break it down even, you know, from what kind of format you want, uh, um, 
what kind of ingredients you want, what kind of benefit. And I love the ingredients section. I think that's really helpful for people to understand what's being used and why it's being used. So dragonhemp.com, if those are going to have the link posted up, check it out. It's really cool and simple and clean. And again, I think that's what we need now is just a very informative uh, front page of sorts to get this information across. Um, so with the site, you have the products now, you have a, a, a retail storefront, or is that part of your practice out in, in Long Island? How's that working? Yeah, so um, I have been based in um, Sag Harbor since 2012, my clinic, and um, um, you know, I have a really strong footprint out there, and um, I am launching a storefront, which is um, separate from my office, uh, that's going to be Main Street in Sag, for... Um, more for kind of like uh, education and information and activation, because even though a lot of us are pretty familiar with CBD, there's so we're just scratching the surface. And there are so many other people that don't understand it. They've heard about it. They're nervous about it still. Um, so it's going to be an opportunity to, um, to educate them, but more importantly, the Chinese herbs, because people don't know. They're like, huh, Chinese, what? So this is going to, it's going to kind of be an immersive um, experience when you come in. So we're going to have the, the, you know, the herbs in jars. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's this modern take on a Chinese herb pharmacy, right, with CBD. And so it's going to be a lot of education. What's happening out on the East End is um, my, let me just give a plug to um, Hudson Hemp. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're in Hudson, New York. They have, they're my um, sort of like a primary partner in developing the formulations. You know, they're, we, we were collaborating on these, on these formulas. They're, their operations, their plant sourcing. I mean, they're just state of the art. They're really doing it really great. So they, um, they're helping me out with the, the formulations and they have the product. They're also helping, uh, there's um, Shinnecock Nation, uh, which is, you know, in Southampton. They're actually helping them to grow because they're going to be growing cannabis over there. So there's going to be opportunities to work with a lot of the farmers and plant CBD, uh, especially as uh, cannabis comes online over here oh, yeah. to kind of be a place of that we all kind of gather and discuss kind of like what's happening and as the whole thing grows. So it's That's going awesome. to be kind of this place to try it on Main Street. Very excited about it. That's very cool. Again, it's all about community, you know, especially, yeah. you know, all this healing, getting the healers together with the community, farmers, yeah. what comes from the ground, having a strong supply chain, knowing where your ingredients come from and how they're, you know, grown. I think it's awesome. And those are, you know, out in the Long Island area, definitely go and check it out. I, I wish you all the best with the new retail location. Um, obviously, I, I got my own projects, as my listeners know, in New York. And although on the other side, up in the Catskills, uh, I'm sure I'll be out in Long Island and hope to visit as well, maybe get a little acupuncture. And, you know, again, I, I think that people check out the herbs, check out the formulas on dragonhemp.com, but also don't be afraid of acupuncture. Go, you know, don't be afraid of needles. And I just want people to know there are other ways from acupressure. Um, there's other ways of getting benefits through cupping, using this understanding of traditional Chinese medicine. So tech, check out, you know, Dr. Bernard, go out there and, and, and try out acupuncture. Um, I even had a woman I met once out west that was doing acupuncture points using tuning forks, uh, you know, on different yeah. points. Very cool stuff. I mean, don't, everyone we want to keep an open mind we want to promote a better way of life healing helping uh feeling better every day and again thank you kevin for joining us and sharing information on both dragon herbs as and dragon hemp as well as you know um you know traditional chinese medicine because we need to get more of that out there into the mainstream for sure well i really appreciate having me on board man it's been a great conversation with you so keep up the good work 
yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch. See you again. We'll have you on again later on. Uh, again, as always, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Thank you, everyone at Canvas Radio, for making these shows possible. You know, our mantra, as we know, is we work together for a better today than yesterday and hope that we all have a better tomorrow and today. Thank you again for tuning in. And as always, I wish everyone all the best in health and happiness. Take care and be well. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.